Welcome to the November 18th, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com daily podcast. We cover the biggest stories of Bitcoin, blockchain, and cryptocurrency every single day forever. You could count on us being here. This is your host, Space Marine, live from space. And jumping right into the market analysis. So I apologize for thinking that $5,800 was a support level. It seemed like it was very solidly held up by the collective aggregation of people holding Bitcoins because the statistics showed that people held Bitcoins until it goes back up to the price they bought it at at least and then some. So yeah, most of the Bitcoins that are being held, people hold them until it goes back up. But I guess that only includes people with good holding practices and the market has declined. So $5,800 was, I thought, the solid support level, maybe $5,750. I said that on numerous shows. And I'm going to be careful never to like think there's a support level again. Like Maybe there is some sort of broad, very broad support level. It hasn't gone below 5000 yet, but right now Bitcoin is down to 5260 on Bitstamp and Coinbase. This isn't the absolute minimum it's hit either. It's gone as low as 5170 on Bitstamp. And then Bitfinex has lately been... A lot higher than the other markets, but it's still not doing that good. It's at 53.50 on Bitfinex. So there's a premium on Bitfinex due to the withdrawals and deposits costing more there and taking more time. But there's still definitely the number one USD to Bitcoin exchange. I thought Bitstamp was catching up to Bitfinex, but right now I see the volume for today and I think the day is about to reset. It's like 23,000 Bitcoins on Bitfinex and 8,000 on Bitstamp. So Bitfinex reigns number one is the number one USD to Bitcoin exchange. But that premium still exists. And whenever I talk about Bitfinex, I mention Tether because Tether is pretty much Bitfinex's creation and Bitfinex runs it out of the same bank account. And they did secure a bank account. So Tether is actually closer to parity than it has been in recent weeks. It's at 99.4 cents. The market cap is $1.75 billion. So it looks like some Tether might have been issued, actually. It looks like about $50 million of Tether was reissued, like someone actually bought it. So, where did this start? Well, Bitcoin was at $6,300 on November 14th, at the beginning of November 14th, at least I think United States time. And then, boom, it crashed really hard. It went as low as 5300 So that's about where it is now. But there's obviously a second crash, so it was stable from November 14th through the 19th. And by the way, we did a long show about... Why this happened on the 14th was because of that Bitcoin cash fork, where it's it's split between Bitcoin ABC, which most people consider to be Bitcoin Cash at this point, and Bitcoin Satoshi Vision, which was created by Craig Wright. So because it seemed like these, on the news, it actually looked like Bitcoin split in half, because the people in the Bitcoin Cash community called Bitcoin Cash Bitcoin. I totally disagree with that, and almost all the Bitcoiners actually, 100% of them disagree with that like the actual Bitcoiners, because we're not Bitcoin cash owners. So, yeah, so the news is saying Bitcoin splits in half. So maybe that caused a lot of people to dump without even, like, doing the research. And it caused a lot of spook and scare in the crypto investment space. So, yeah, there we had it, 6300 to 5300 $1,000 drop in a day when the Bitcoin price already was near its bottom. And then it stuck around that. It bounced back up to 5500 it was actually some oscillations. Like it went back down as low as fifty two hundred, like a day later on the fifteenth. But it's stuck near fifty five hundred for several days. But now we're seeing another 
uh, defined. Like on the charts, you can see this is a second dip. It's not as big as before. It dropped from 5,500. It was actually almost at 5,600. And then it dropped to below 5,200. Now it's recovered slightly. So this is as low as Bitcoin has been in the entirety of 2018. Zooming out on the long-term chart, it's Bitcoin is currently at the price level it was at in about October, around October 2017, Bitcoin was at this level. So October 2017 was before the major rally really, like the major rally was happening. So the major Bitcoin rally started, I guess you could say maybe in March when Bitcoin exceeded a thousand, even February. So in February to March, Bitcoin went over a thousand and then by October it was at 50, like 5,000 actually by October and it was rising through the 5,000 level. So now Bitcoin's price is back to where it was in October 2017. And if you look at the long-term chart, you can see Bitcoin was higher than it was by a good amount before this rally started. But that huge peak of the rally where it went up to 20,000, that's been like entirely erased. And the volumes have been declining too. So not only has the price declined, even on these volatile days, this volume is a lot less than it was when Bitcoin's price was higher. Because a lot of money has been taken out of the space. And it's actually just less active, I guess, trading-wise. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I think if Bitcoin was $1, it would still function perfectly as decentralized money. All Satoshi wanted to do was create decentralized money so people would have an option. And then somehow this became an investment. And I'm not going to disagree with people investing in Bitcoin. But yeah, Bitcoin needs to find its destiny. Is it an investment? Or is it decentralized money? Right now it's both, and that's kind of tough. So people trying to use it as money are losing money just by like holding it overnight, which is not good for our currency. And it's not always going to be like this. So yeah, the long term, and also talk about long term. I went into Bitcoin in 2014. That was right after that 2013 rally that brought it over a thousand for the first time, and Bitcoin was in a long, long bear market. And let me tell you, this feels exactly the same. So. Bitcoin was down. It was down around like $400, $500. And then people were like, okay, this is the bottom. It can't go lower than this. And then it went down below $200. So when you're in a bear market, and the bear market seemed to last like two or three years. They don't, they aren't quick. So the 2013 rally ended, 2014, 2015, and most, and 2016 was the bear market. And then in 2017, we finally crawled out of the bear market. But bear markets in the Bitcoin world last like two or three years. Yet there was all these experts saying, and maybe even I said it sometimes, that we were going to get out of this bear market. Like institutional investors would jump in and save us. I think the Bitcoin market is mostly dominated by small people right now. And that might be a good thing because we don't want the supply of Bitcoins to be centralized into control of like, you know, a few companies that are, have a lot of money or something. So... I think the small people control Bitcoin and it's kind of like similar market dynamics. Yeah, Bitcoin's like a lot higher. It's like 10 times higher than it was in the bear market I started in. But it's still collectively a bunch of small people and normal sized investors around the world that control the Bitcoin market. And since it's like the same dynamics, it might take another year or something at this rate based on the past. That's just based on the past. Some people are saying when uh, physical Bitcoin futures launch on BAKT, B-A-K-K-T, and that's going to be on December 12, 2018. They say that's going to cause a rally, but everyone's been saying, oh, this institutional investor will take us out of the bear market. This one will. There's been a lot of people that actually invested a lot of Bitcoin saying, oh, it's going to go up in a month or two. It's going to go up by the end of 2018. Well, now we're near the end of 2018. It's only going down. 
And let me tell you, it's not the end of the world if it goes down more. Bitcoin will survive, and Bitcoin always gets back to its all-time highs. So it will be back at 20000 one day. I know that. But also keep in mind, it doesn't really matter. It's functioning. The Bitcoin network has not gone down. So these price fluctuations are not based on how well Bitcoin is working. It's based on investor sentiment and broader global financial cycles. I tried looking if there was any reflection of what's going on in Bitcoin and the rest of the financial markets in the world. The stock markets are not showing any sign of anything like this. Like, they're pretty stable, around 25000 on the Dow Jones. Gold and silver, they went down a little bit. So I guess commodities in general are going down slightly, but, like, silver went down, like, 50 cents or something per ounce. I think gold's actually still around where it was, around $1,200. So gold and silver aren't moving much, and you can't really compare them to the crypto markets. Cause crypto's a lot more liquid. And also has been functioning a lot more as a speculation tool for investment. Some people think cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, and accurately they do think this, that, hey, it's a good alternative to the stock market's going down. Well, the stock market's been pretty steady and it's being held up by, like, the government pretty much through capital injections. So Bitcoin is not held up by capital injections by anyone. It's a decentralized money and no one's going to manipulate it on a broad scale like they do with the stock market to keep it steady. Because the stock market, if that goes down a lot like this... Then you got the whole country losing jobs and stuff. When Bitcoin goes down, yeah, there's some jobs being lost in the crypto space, lots of cuts. I talked to my fellow writers, they say I have to work that five or ten jobs right now or something crazy. So it went from being like a really prolifically good space to work into like now it's like a bear market. Just kinda like the rest of the world. The whole world's been in a bear market since two thousand eight. So now I'm gonna jump into the rest of the market analysis, going through the other coins that exist. It's a pretty dark day in the crypto space, so Bitcoin's not the only one going down. When you look at the coin market cap list, you can see Bitcoin's down 4.5%. Lots of coins are down more than Bitcoin, so Bitcoin's actually holding up better than a lot of the alternative cryptocurrencies. And this might indicate that, hey, the alternative cryptocurrencies might be driving this market downturn. Because, so we've had like a ton of initial coin offerings since 2017, all throughout 2018, despite regulators. Oh yeah, so here's another thing. The Securities and Exchange Commission issued their first civil penalties against Paragon and Airfox. And while those coins aren't huge, they're, they've been around and they've been existing and they launched in 2017. But apparently they launched after the Securities and Exchange Commission said, ICOs are securities, you need approval from us. But no one really believed it at the time because it was such a crazy change for the space. So lots of ICOs launched. But now it looks like every single ICO that launched... After the SEC made their announcement that ICOs are securities, it looks like they're going to have legal action taken against them. And the legal action that Paragon and Airfox received because they worked nicely with the SEC was a $250,000 fine. And also, all the investors in the Paragon and Airfox are allowed to redeem their investment. Like So basically, they're allowed to give back their tokens. And Paragon and Airfox got like about $12 and $15 million in investments, respectively. And then the market caps were worth like $4 million and $1 million. So... Every investor lost money on this, and now they could get their investment back. So that's actually going to make the coins go bankrupt. And the SEC says this is a fair way for unregistered ICOs to become registered. So basically, they find them, have all the investors take their money back, and then they could register, and they'll probably get rejected too. I don't see any reason why they would be accepted at that point, but that that's what the SEC says. So yeah, now the initial coin offering market, like all those initial coin offerings that occurred after the announcement in 2017, and also it could be retroactively enacted for the ones before. Why not? The government could do that. They can retroactively enact laws. 
So there's a chance that almost every initial coin offering, especially the ones that are like aimed towards the United States, which is like all of them, like most of the crypto markets actually in the United States when it comes to money. China is huge too, but they already banned ICOs. So almost all the ICOs that happened after like late or like after like fall 2017, that was all the United States money. So yeah, we could be seeing a real fallout of the initial coin offering market, and that's why all these alternative cryptocurrencies are going down even more than the other cryptocurrencies. So, Ripple is down about the same as Bitcoin, 5%. And the market cap for Ripple fell below $20 billion. Ethereum is really going down. It's down to 157 It's in third place now. So, it was second place for the longest time. But now it's over 10% today. It was in second place before this. Or I mean, third place before this. Ripple already passed it for second place because Ripple went down less. It's not like anything's going up here. So Ethereum's having the biggest fallout because most of the initial coin offerings were done with Ethereum and then their platforms were on Ethereum. And now we're seeing like all those companies kind of get destroyed. So Ethereum's like falling out. It has a $16 billion market cap, which is still impressive. But it was it used to be fourteen hundred dollars per Ethereum, now it's one fifty seven. And dropping fast. Bitcoin Cash, we've talked about that. It actually split into A B C and S V. It's saying it's three fifty seven for Bitcoin Cash. It's actually less. That's like the combination price of A B C and S V. So when you add them together, it's maybe like three fifty. And it's falling out. Like Stellar might actually pass it in the next few days at this rate. Because the whole community kind of fell apart and they're fighting each other. So yeah, Stellar is down eight percent. EOS is down 9%. So EOS was the biggest ICO in history, by the way. And that might not bode well. So EOS is actually really strongly supported by China, actually. So it would survive even if the United States attacks it, but it, an attack by the United States on EOS is possible. It was the biggest ICO in history. Why wouldn't the United States attack it? It's like free candy for them. Litecoin's down to $38. It's down 10%. So it's, its market cap's approaching just a mere $2 billion. It doesn't have much more market cap than Tether at this point. Monero is down 10%. So everyone was saying Monero is going to be like the second biggest coin. Not everyone, but there was a study that said Monero was going to be like the second biggest cryptocurrency because it, it's like private and a lot of the money is going to be coming from offshore, which means outside the United States. It looks like that theory is not holding up, at least at this moment. It's down to $80. It was way over 100 before. Now Monero is down 10% today. It's below 80 bucks. The market cap's just over... It's at $1.3 billion. Dash is the number one X11 crypto. X11 used to be a big deal back in the day. It's down like 13% today. Its market cap has declined to less than a billion dollars for the first time in like a long, long time. Then we have like Ethereum Classic, which is one of the coins actually that's still on Coinbase. It's down over 10% today. Its market cap is $700 million. Maybe it won't even survive on Coinbase that long if it keeps going like this. It's down to like $6.67. At least it's not $6.66. So, Dogecoin is only down 1%. Dogecoin is, uh, it holds up. Because it's just a nice little simple community that likes, they tip each other, they work together. I don't see why it would like totally go crazy. It's not an ICO. So Dogecoin is actually one of those coins that's not an ICO. It's a rare coin that's not an ICO. It's kind of like Bitcoin. It started early. It has a $300 million market cap. And it's actually holding up better than Bitcoin today. So now going into the... We'll do the biggest winners and the biggest losers. Somehow there's some coins that are up. Like Diet Bitcoin finally went up today. It's up. It went up like 200% today somehow. Nyan Coin. Nyan Coin went up 160%. Go Nyan Coin. Unfortunately, its market cap is only 
it's not really worth talking about these biggest winners today. Like I see Yen Ten, Mindex Coin, Diet Bitcoin, Nyan Coin, Animation Vision, TV Two, Benz, Excalibur Coin are up like a hundred percent or more. But who knows what they are? Honestly, I know what Nyan Coin is. Nyan Coin's one of those nice little Mimi coins from back in the day. But now we're gonna go towards the biggest losers and see how some of those small alternative cryptocurrencies reacted when the big ones are going down like this. So Med Medibit is the biggest loser. It's down 67%. I don't know what that is. It looks like its market cap's almost nothing. Coopcoin down 63%. Rank Ragnarok, and that's like from the movie. Maybe it's not based on the movie, but that's like the end of the world and like Viking lore. Down 60%. Gravity down 59%. MMO coin down 56%. So Mero, Pure Gold Token, Bitquark, Opti Token, Shorty, Tigarium, Real Track, Lob Coin. Deutsch, Emark, Luna Stars, Crevacoin, Dimecoin, Smart Applications, Concierge Coin, they're all down 50% or more. And if you just go down this list, there's just tons of coins that are down. It's pretty crazy. And it's a very red day on the alternative cryptocurrency market. So a lot of these are ICO coins. So all these, they're losing like 20, 30, 40, 50% because. The investors are selling them before the whole thing collapses. Because when the SEC takes action against a coin, that could mean bankruptcy for the company that everyone invested in. So it's a dark day on the market. And as far as I could tell, Bitcoin Cash started this drop with the fork they had and the news saying Bitcoin was splitting in half. But now it's gone way beyond that. And I don't think Bitcoin Cash is controlling the market dynamics anymore. There's still a little bit of fallout from that whole community falling apart. That was a major cryptocurrency, apparently. But yeah, I think people are just more in fear than initial coin offerings now. So there was a combination of that fork in Bitcoin Cash, and now initial coin offerings are realizing the SEC is coming for them. So what we're going to be left with, and it might actually be a good thing, like a lot of people said ICOs were a cancer for the crypto space. We might just be left with Bitcoin. And maybe like Ripple, I guess. I don't even think Ripple's that good because it's like centrally controlled, but... Wouldn't it be nice to go back to simpler times where we just had Bitcoin and maybe like 10 other cryptocurrencies or like 100 of them, that's it? Right now we have like thousands of cryptocurrencies and it's too much. It's spreading money too thinly over the space. And it's better if it all just goes into Bitcoin and then people just start businesses that are not initial coin offerings. And it's better if people don't try to compete with Bitcoin. Bitcoin's built perfectly to be decentralized money. Satoshi built it perfectly. Why do we need all these competing cryptocurrencies? Maybe there could be like 10 or 100 just for fun for the altcoin markets, but I don't think we need thousands. So this, even though it looks bad today, this might be a good thing. Bitcoin could go up long-term once this initial coin offering problem is like rectified. It might take some time though. There's gonna be like some extreme fallout. Just like a nuke went off, there's gonna be fallout here. And right now the total crypto market cap's down to $173 billion and dropping. I think it dropped like $2 billion while I was doing this show. Yeah, now it's down to $172 billion. So this this crash is happening right now. Once again, don't worry. Bitcoin's not going to stop existing. It'll do better than ever, I think, of the future. That's all we have for you today on this November 18th, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com daily podcast. Come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and go to BitcoinNews.com 24-7 for the full spectrum of Bitcoin, blockchain, and cryptocurrency analysis. This is your host Space Marine signing out. Adios amigos.